When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey guys, while Tane and I are out, here is part two of our coverage of Love is Blind season four. We originally had this up on our Patreon, and you can check out our Patreon for more bonus episodes like this one. Enjoy! Hi, I'm Tane. And I'm Aid, and this is Alter Call on Patreon. Hi, everybody. Welcome to our bonus episode, our second part and final part of the Love is Blind season four. And on this episode, we are going to cover the few of the little episodes that happened before the wedding, the wedding and the quote unquote live reunion. Hi, Mm, Aid. Live. Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) The entire country is going to have PTSD next time you say live. I don't think Netflix would do anything else. You know, it is Netflix, so I think they'll recover. They'll they'll do a whole ad campaign being like, no, we really know what we're doing this time. <laughs> but anyway, before we get to that little disaster, well, like you said, we're going to talk about the end of the show, which was the weddings and everything that happened before that. So let's start with Kwame and Chelsea. So Kwame... um. I just feel like at this point towards the end, he's just nitpicking at Chelsea. And every little thing is a thing for him. And at this point, I already dislike him. So I'm just like, he needs to stop bitching. And I just thought at this point that it was a red flag that no one from his life was showing up. Because at the tuxedo fitting, at the bachelor party, at the stuff, it was people from the pods. (laughs) <laughs> that were his friends and I'm like this is a red flag like no one so the fact that when they went to the the wedding suit fitting or whatever and they're like this is I can't remember this man's name from the pods and I was like Kwame you don't have one single solitary friend to drive down from Portland to like shoot the show with you I'm always suspicious of people who don't have friends <laughs> yeah because no matter what it is, like we've watched so many shows, you find people. I flew from here. Hell, Nicole's dad flew from Florida just to take care of the dog. Like, and this is driving distance, so there has to be someone. But who knows? It didn't happen. But um, did we talk about the photo shoot? Oh no, we hadn't talked oh. about the photo shoot. <laughs> if you guys are viewers or friends, you remember that episode when Phoebe finds out that um, Monica and Chandler are together and she's like my eyes my eyes oh god my eyes <laughs> that was the feeling <laughs> that i had like what is this like i mean 
good on Kwame for going along with it because you could tell this was Chelsea's lifelong dream. Like people plan their weddings. Chelsea was planning a CK ad photo shoot. I I think this was when I started to not feel Chelsea. I never really liked her that much to begin with, but this is where I felt she got a little unlikable. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I liked Chelsea, but then she just started being so extra. And I'm like, are you overcompensating or is this just really you? And then the way she kept describing their relationship did not match what we were watching. So I wasn't quite sure if the delusion was strong or if that was it. But I There mean, was the delusion. I just felt like Chelsea has a life plan and she just needed to slot some man into this into these things. Yeah. And so, oh, I want a boudoir shoot. Kwame's gonna slot right in. I don't know. It felt strange for some reason. I mean, they did mention in the pods, they talked some very briefly about CK or Calvin Klein underwear or something. So at first I thought it was like a producer led type thing, but I mean, we'll talk, they talk more about it in the reunion. So that's why I'm like, it was her lifelong dream. So good luck to her. I mean, then they start talking about kids and Kwame's acting like they never had a conversation in their life about kids that he just wants to enjoy himself and he's doing a sacrifice. And I'm just like, I'm over them, but I don't know. They make it to the altar. Did you have anything else before they made it to the altar? Um, his sister was great. When <laughs> his brother was cool too. I just, I have to like hit this again. Cause Kwame was so to me disingenuous about this. If you are that concerned with your parents' opinion, you do not go on love is blind. <sighs> so all the stress about what your mom thinks should have been stressed about before you came on the show. Unless you didn't really plan to find somebody to marry on the show. Yeah. And, it's a process. Like you might have to come to terms with things, but I, and I also, I could never see getting married. If it's important. I don't know. That's, I, I don't know. A parent not showing up to their child's wedding when they can, they just don't want to is mind blowing to me. Yeah. No matter what the circumstance is, whether you approve or not, I think the goal as a parent is to just love your kid through it. Whether it works out or not, just be there for them. Because what if it does work out? You're never going to get that day back. But it's an African parent. Sadly, it's not strange. <laughs> <laughs> they will stand their ground. <laughs> so, I mean, it is what it is. Um, his sister brought more culture in 10 minutes <laughs> than the entire time that Kwame was there. Um, suddenly, he remembered... That he was African because I think his um, bow tie and his what's it called? Not shirt pocket. Was it uh, pocket square? Pocket square was like the kente thing. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I kind of rolled my eyes when she gave Chelsea the purse and was talking about something borrowed, something blue. Because I'm like, is she walking down the aisle with that? Like she's not worth walking down the purse. I had for those of you who listen to the rewatch, you know Nana, my co-host, is Ghanaian. She was on speed dial the entire time. I was fact checking everything that Kwame was saying, especially when he said he had a pet squirrel in, you know, pet squirrel in Ghana. I'm just like, you know, I, I gotta ask. I mean, she she immediately asked her dad, and then she sent me a screenshot. She did say yes, there were squirrels. They're not there anymore now, and her dad is much older, so I don't know. He left when he was eight, so. I'm not going to call the man a liar, but if I had my way, I will call him a liar. But 
he may be telling the truth, but my, the first way I interpreted it is I don't like when people pander, like to be quote unquote exotic, like, oh, in Africa, we do this and we do that. And say you have a pet squirrel, like I, it just felt like pandering to me. My cousin sent me a video this week. I don't know if you've seen it. It's this comedian and they clearly show the comedian and he's standing in front of an audience. He's black and African. The audience is clearly a group of white people. And he starts telling the story about how they would like, I don't know, have pet zebras. Um, and he goes on and on in the story and then he ends with, and the best part about being an African in America is that you can tell them any story and they will believe it. And it's very, very funny. Yeah. Um, I don't know how well I described that video, but <laughs> but that's what it seemed like Kwame was doing. Yes. It's like his dad said something about you're a dog person. I don't know about a dog person, but I had a pet squirrel in Ghana. Why? Like, what is the... Anyways, I need to stop letting my feelings about this man <laughs> interfere. But Kwame seemed very disinterested. No matter what they're doing, shopping for clothes, discussing kids, he just has an air of like, I don't really care. Yeah. Oh, wait, can I confirm? That was his brother, not his brother-in-law? Oh, that's a good question. I thought it was his brother, but it might have been his brother-in-law. Because everyone's been saying his brother, and I'm just like, I thought I saw brother-in-law, but then it could have been the brother, so I'm not sure. Someone's going to let us know, so. Um, okay. But yes, you're right. Like, um... Nothing, nothing. I would have bet everything in my dollar that he was going to say no. <laughs> I thought I thought he was going to say no. <laughs> Even the day of the wedding, him. he just did not seem all that interested. No, he did not. No, he did not. But I'm glad that his sister and brother, brother-in-law showed up for him. At least he had somebody. I mean, his sister was a sweetheart. She was so nice to Chelsea. She seemed really excited to be at this wedding, excited to like walk him down the aisle uh, she was a ray of light. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we're not surprised. Chelsea says yes. And I'm hella surprised. Kwame says yes. And, you know, they didn't get a lot of, uh, airtime when nope. they did the montage of everybody in the way. <laughs> and I'm like, I almost forgot oh. about him. <laughs> yeah. There's not a lot of them. So even when they were done and she's like, that's my husband. And nobody loves saying baby as much as Chelsea. Chelsea's always, hey, baby. Hey, baby. Um, she's like, yeah, my husband. So, I mean, he still didn't seem excited. I don't know if you I saw just... the meme of Kwame's face when Chelsea's walking down the aisle. Kwame's face when he sees Micah in Mexico. <laughs> and it's so different the entire time. But... Something yeah. else that Chelsea was called out for that it did kind of bother me. So when she's introducing him to her family... She's like, he is a professional soccer player. He has an MBA. I just cannot believe how talented he is. Yeah. I'm very sensitive to the word talented when referring to Black people. Um, mm. It's just like a well-known thing that if you're watching football, these commentators will have to fill in the time. And this has been studied. If commentators are commentating on Black athletes, they will spend a lot of time talking about how talented they are. If they're talking about white athletes, they'll spend a lot of time talking about how hard they work. I'm just yeah. saying. So when she's like, oh my God, I can't believe how talented he is. He could play the guitar. He can sing. I was like, no, he cannot. Let's let's first talk about that. And secondly, like, yeah. I don't know. He has an MBA. He, could he not have worked hard instead of been talented? I'm just saying. No, you're right. Um, I work in marketing and 
at a job that I worked at previously, part of my job is like we create these um, records or try to find it for the product that we're selling where it's like, let's say the most outrage. I'm just picking something out the word, the most well-known car that's been driven the last 10 years or whatever. And something my manager said when I try to create like the qualifiers, he's like, minimize the qualifiers because the larger, um, the more the qualifiers are or the, the descriptive qualifiers are, the more disingenuous it sounds. And it just sounds like you're trying to sell something that's fake. So I don't know why you feel like you have to present him that way. How about he's just Kwame? Not that he has an MBA, he has a this. It's almost like you're saying without saying he's not what you think black people are, but he's like that black. It it, it, it sits uncomfortable. And again, I want to qualify that. We're not saying that's what she meant, but we're sensitive to it because we experience this a lot. Mm -hmm. So we sometimes, we're sometimes hypersensitive and we sit, like, whenever someone says something, we don't just take it on the fly. Unfortunately, that's our life, is we have to sit and be like, did that mean? Am I being? Did she say? And then you either go, eh, it is what it is, or I'm mad. So, but then you never have an answer. So it's kind of exhausting, but such is the life. I'm not going to say that the conversations were extensive, but when Cameron and Lauren were an interracial couple on Love is Blind, I don't know if they forced them, but they spent time talking about how they were an interracial couple. And I don't know why Kwame and Chelsea, we never saw them have one conversation, one addressing of the thing ever, the whole show. find it very strange. He had this video. I don't know. These people talked a lot for people who I think should be under like a gag order. So I don't know if you saw this video online where it's just like a Netflix short. And he's trying to explain why he wanted to come in as Alex, but decided that he wanted to come in as Kwame instead. And he's saying how he didn't want the focus to be like, if he says Kwame, well, obviously then you know that he's not from here and you know that he's black and he didn't want that to be the focus. And I'm like, I don't know that this is selling what you think it's selling because I'm still hearing that you didn't (laughs) want to lead with the fact that you're black. Like, like, I don't know what you're saying. And then he kept saying, like, his name is so unique and he's so... You should have seen everyone online. Like, all of the Africans are like, mm, every your name other is person in Ghana. <laughs> you're Kwame and you're Ghanaian and you think your name is special? I mean, and then he compared himself to Kwame and Krumah and I'm like, that is the person you chose? Like, it was a no, no, no. But it goes back again to what you're saying where it's like... You can say anything because they don't know. But if he says that to a group of Africans, like, you know, we will call them out. But (laughs) I'm telling you, human beings, we're the worst. Because, again, this is what we chewed SK out for last season. You you (laughs) chewed SK out for. I did, but you did, too. You can can throw me, I'll take it. But you did, too, because you were like, we don't do that. We don't, like, wear the trad on a regular day. Thank you. Yes, you're right. I did say all that. I I can (laughs) see So, yeah, but, it, it, you know, we're never satisfied. We'll take it. But, yeah, um, so they're married, and it's done, and they both got what they wanted. I mean, Kwame wanted a white guy, white girl, and I think Chelsea wanted a black guy. So kudos to them, like, honestly. <laughs> Anything else? <laughs> I just want to share the note that I wrote down with people <laughs> after I was done watching them get married. I'm surprised Kwame said yes, and they are not together by the reunion. Yep. That is my prediction. I wanted it written down. Lo and behold. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> yep. That was something. 
All right, on to the next couple, Micah and Paul. Um, I mean, what can we say besides the return of Shelby? Nothing about these people already rang true to me, but they kept saying they loved each other. <laughs> so and you I, never I, believed it? They must love each other. <laughs> As my voice went 10 octaves higher, I just, I didn't know what I was watching, but they seemed to stand each other. I think more so Micah loving Paul. That was always a question mark because I never quite knew where she stood with the whole Kwame thing, you know? So, I mean, they're a boring couple, to be honest, except we just didn't know where they stood and the wedding came about. And honestly, her dress was gorgeous when they went um, wedding dress. Oh, sorry. Uh, when they went wedding dress shopping, we didn't talk about that. Um, I was just looking at Shelby's face when all the other girls came out with their dresses. And I think she was doing her best. I got to keep my face together. I got to keep my face together. But <laughs> she's just not the nicest person. And I don't know how they're friends. Uh, okay. So they go to the wedding. And I, what did you think about her dress? Because I loved it. I liked it. Um, it was okay. It was, it was all right. The back <laughs> was amazing, but it's funny because a couple of my friends were like, "She chose a dress that you could wear out to the garden or a second reception dress." She's definitely saying no. This is not the dress that you get married in, and you're like, "Okay, this is my day." And I'm like, maybe she's simple. Who knows? We don't know. I- I know. I, I mean, having watched, I feel like a lot of episodes and a lot of weddings on TV. I just, I thought her dress was actually pretty similar to some of the um, Married at First Sight wedding dresses. It's just a more modern style. I think. I don't. I still think that could be a definitely a wedding dress. It looked like a wedding dress on her. It was a wedding dress, but it was very simple. The only dramatic thing it had was the back, the buttons and the cowl. Um, that works for some people. I don't think it implies anything that it about how. How serious you take the, the wedding. Um, I see what they're saying. For the kind of girl that we think or that she presented for Micah to be herself and Shelby saying you deserve everything and she'd be large and big or whatever. I wouldn't think that's what she would choose for her actual like, oh, this is the only wedding I'm going to have for the rest of my life. The only thing that threw me off, the damn bra straps. Oh my God, that bothered me so much. One of my huge pet peeves unrelated to the other or maybe related is visible panty lines. Everybody knows that about me. That's a no-no for me. That just annoys the crap out of me. So now instead of panty lines, it's bra straps. Like you're wearing a dress like this and we're seeing your tan bra and all that. And everybody's making comments like, now you know Shelby's not your friend because she didn't adjust your bra. (laughs) She didn't pin your bra down and she let you go down that way. But it was very distracting. I feel like the dress had to drape in a perfect way in order for the bra not to show. And so basically when she moved, that completely messed with the draping and that's why the bra was showing. Yeah, but what we do in that is you sew cups in. I mean, I'm not even a celebrity. I don't have their money, but even in regular stuff, you sew cups in. So you don't need well, to she didn't, so we saw wear her bra a bra. Strap. Huh? I said she didn't, so we saw her bra strap. Yeah, because... She wasn't planning on saying yes, just she didn't care. Um, so they get to the altar. They sure did spend a lot of time showing Shelby and the other girl whose name I don't know. There was a lot of focus on them. So they get up there. Yeah. It's time to say I do. She's supposed to go. And she says, Paul, you go first. And Paul says, no, thank you. 
And she he tries to talk to her and she's just not having it. And she tells us that he didn't make her feel safe. And him saying no proved that she was right. Because in this whole process, I guess, she's been like, I'm not sure if he's really into it. And yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's pretty depressing. And they really don't talk much after. She doesn't really want to talk to him. So it's just done. Um, I think she was full of shit. I don't believe in if you like someone, it's dependent on if they do or if they don't. If you're saying yes or no, it's not dependent on his answer. It depends on what you want. So for her to say, like, I wanted to know if you would say yes and to get married because I wanted him to be scared of losing me. He could easily have said yes so he doesn't embarrass you. So that doesn't change anything. So I just thought she was giving him the chance so she could play victim. I could be wrong, but that's just how he came off um, to me. So, yeah. Also, this is someone who said in her wedding package that she elevates his style. Like, you don't talk about someone you love like they're a project that you're upgrading. So I don't think she really um, liked them. So, I don't know. I thought it was a cop-out. But she does tear up. Her tears seem real. I I thought it was real. I mean, she was just left at the altar, though. I feel like even if you're left at the altar by someone who you don't like that much anyway... You still got left. Well, you left him at the altar, but he said no to you. <laughs> what do you think about Shelby smirking and said this is how she wanted it to go? <laughs> that girl is a demon. <laughs> uh, that's all I have to say to that. <laughs> <laughs> I think like if your friend is hurting, like don't like hold your glee for a second and just take care of their pain for now. But Paul follows her and asks if he she hates him. And he's like, Maybe I made the wrong choice. I love you so much. Her bridesmaids and mom come in and she tells him to leave. And she tells us that she feels broken. And I think the most compelling thing is everything he says afterwards, where he says he felt it wasn't reciprocated and that he struggled in envisioning her as a mother and she didn't have a nurturing aspect. I wanted to talk to you a little bit about this because I had long conversations with my friends about this. What did you think of that? Um, I wish she would have explained it better. I really think that the mean girl part of her personality really bled through and that's what he meant. (laughs) Ding, ding, ding. That's exactly (laughs) what I think also. That's exactly what I think. I think he was like, like, I don't see you being all that kind to people. So should I be procreating with you? If you can't even be kind to like other people, are you going to be kind to our children? Yeah, I think he should have just left the I can't see you as a mother or if he was going to say that I can't see her as the mother of my children. Well, that's still hurtful. Like, just keep the whole mother thing out of it and just say, like, I didn't see a nurturing aspect. And then, you know, let that butter up the whole thing of he didn't feel it was reciprocated. But it has to have an effect when you meet a couple of your friends and they're the same in the pods and then out the pods. So now it's not like a situational thing. It's a youth. It's a lifestyle at this point. So I think you're right that that bled over. But then when he said it's difficult to envision us today, not in this, and that's the same for two years and 10 years from now, I don't see us. And honestly, I give him kudos for doing what she could not do. It's not easy to say no, as much as everyone thinks it should be easy. People flew in for this. Yeah. I mean, it's not easy to say no, but I actually think this cast treats marriage with the deference that it's due. 
Yeah. So if you don't think you should be married to the person, then I think it should be, I don't know if easy to say no, but what else are you going to do? You can't say yes. It's not always easy to do the right thing, but he did. But that's what I'm saying. Micah was a coward. She didn't want to say no, but deep down she knows that he did the right thing. They were not meant to be together. So kudos to him for that. I'm team Paul. Okay. At this point, I was like, I need to know where they are because this backdrop is amazing. Um, <laughs> the wedding venue. So they're at North Fork Farms in Snoqualmie. <laughs> I have no idea how to say that, Washington. And it's three miles away from Snoqualmie Falls. And that mountain in the background is Mount Sai. Thanks for the info. I'm here for you. I, I love a wedding venue look. Um... Next up is Brett and Tiffany. I mean, she had her little meltdown about getting ready for the wedding. Mm-hmm. I felt for her. Yeah. But the whole time I'm watching Brett and Tiffany, I'm just like, they're going to get married. <laughs> what else is going to happen here? <laughs> I mean, I'm just like, like everybody else trying to find the flaw in Brett. Cause I'm like, no, like you can't be that perfect. Like, what is your flaw? What is the issue? But these two are just meant for them. You know, when a show is so good, I barely have any notes on them. Um, they have their poignant moments, like when it's leading up to the wedding and that conversation um, Brett had with Tiffany's dad. Oh, chef's kiss. Chef's kiss. Everything about it was great. Just nice and respectful. And I find it interesting that both of them come from long married parents. I'm like, oh, yeah. I don't think I picked up on that, like, in all of this. So that was sweet. Yeah, and I don't know. Maybe I missed it, but this is um, that Brett's mom um, suffers from mental health issues. I didn't know that. That was my first time when he told Tiffany's dad um, about it. So Yeah. And you can see, like, even the producers, they didn't care about spoilers. Brett says... I want your hand because I'm going to marry your daughter. Tiffany said, everything should go right. We should get married. Like, no one's trying to <laughs> fake out. Like, they're not going to get married because they are getting married. So <laughs> he asked for her dad for his blessing. I found it interesting. She got her makeup on with her clothes still on. I always find, like, if you do your makeup, then you have to take it off and then my smudge and then you put it on. But I just found that interesting. But then I found the closest thing to a flaw. When Brett found out that his pants were not right. I, I think in this moment, I knew that I was actually deranged. Um, <laughs> because I was like, oh, he's totally justified. And, oh, it's Brett, you know? And I'm like, you're really justifying this man? Go crazy about his suit. But I kind of agreed with him. <laughs> yeah, it's his day and he wants to look good for his wife. And he's very particular about his look and... You know, he went to Taylor, made it happen, and it was great. Turned out right. What I was terrified about was if the Taylor was going to get it right. Because if she mm -hmm. fucked it up more, then what? <laughs> we don't have pants no more. <laughs> but so you could that see that anything she did was going to be an improvement over what was already done. Yeah. Those but, pants were really yeah. bad. <laughs> it was kind of cute seeing him get with his brother because his brother was like don't take it out on me like I don't know who you are I don't care what's going on don't take it out on me <laughs> that was cute <laughs> um, and then we saw him standing outside and I'm like what is happening and then we had the second best 
couple, Marshall comes out, and that was just pretty dope that he was there to support him. I thought it was kind of amazing. I can't remember couples showing up to each other's weddings. Like, I just, yeah. Yeah. I was amazed that Marshall came and they even gave them their own scene. And it was nice. Yeah. I appreciate Brett for giving Marshall props for the part that he played in him and Tiffany being together. Like I said, my love language is words of affirmation. So, like, it's nice when things are appreciated. So he could easily have been like, no, we did that or whatever. They did do the work, but I like that he acknowledges that, hey, Marshall came to me and said, pay attention. This is a girl for you. And this is this. And like, in a way, match made them. And he's giving him, you know, praise for all that. So that was nice. I like that. It was sweet. We love, I mean, our second, well, it's high up there, but the Brett and Marshall relationship (laughs) is real cute. Real cute. Yeah. And good for Marshall that he got a friend out of this because he sure didn't get a wife. Uh-huh. I gotta tell you, I don't know that I loved Tiffany's dress. I don't know. I, know. I didn't think it accentuated her best features. It wasn't flattering. Yeah, there you go. I didn't think it was flattering. Like it was nice, but it could have been way better. But and then everyone had their hair down. No one had their hair up. What happened to updos? Are they outdated now? <laughs> But either way, she walks down the aisle, and I love it when a man cries at the altar. And his daddy told him, I have your cry rag here. He's like, I don't need it, but there you go. He cried. Uh, Their efficient was very extra. <laughs> he was excited. I was curious where the efficients came from. Did they pick them? Did, did they pick them? Where did these efficients come from? No idea. Because it was so hype, I thought he was from the pods. <laughs> and he kept saying, from the minute you came, and I was like, were you there? But it was nice. They say yes. It was very nice at the reception. They were all dancing. I liked the confessional. She was bare feet on a, wait, a cart? I don't know, like a horse? What do you call that? A wagon? It was a truck. <laughs> it was a classic truck. Oh, it was a truck? Oh, I don't know. It looked like a thing, the ones with, yeah, it's a truck. And it was nice. And she's like, oh, let's go to the bridal suite and go get it on. I was like, I love that for you. But she always looks at him with lust in her eyes. And that's great. But they're great. And everything was great. The only thing is, like, I don't like a man in white, in a white suit on their wedding day. Not a fan. I, yeah. Especially um, after I saw, who was it? I think it was after I saw Zach. I was like, oh, this white suit's really bad. That Brett wore because this <laughs> is much better. <laughs> so, yeah. So, that was it for the Browns. Our final couple, which was Zach and Bliss. Take it away. I must say, I've always been like, especially since Jared and Iana, I've always been like, no sloppy seconds. No sloppy seconds. The last few episodes, though, I was like, oh, gosh. I was very much team Zach and Bliss when they were in the pods. I was very upset with him for picking Arena because I really liked Bliss. And then when they came out again, I was like, don't be sloppy seconds. And then... The longer it went on, the more I'm like, I'm really rooting for you guys, and I actually want you to get married. Oh, I I never got there. I was hoping till the end that she said no to him. And something else that I missed also was why he chose Irina. So I was talking to, yes, I talked about Love is Mind a lot to a lot of friends. And my friend was telling him, like, 
was telling me like, no, that it was very obvious that he said no, because she made a comment about her dad and her family's expectations. And he suddenly felt like he wasn't good enough, that it was also so obvious in his face that his facial expression changed and all that. I'm like, I missed all of that. And I guess that's a disadvantage of taking notes while you watch. Cause I didn't see that, but then he confirmed it because she asked him about it. And he said exactly that, that there was something that you said. And I just felt like I wasn't good enough. And in some way that's kind of like a diss to Irina. Like you just felt like her family would be more <laughs> accepting of that. So, I mean, I hear that as a reason, but I just, no one should ever feel like second best, like you said, but I guess he made up for it. As long as she's happy, I'm happy. So, yeah. What'd you think about her dad? Her dad was great. Her <gasps> dad, when we first met him, I was like, you are terrible. <laughs> And the, the thing is, though, at the end of the day, especially when we get to the wedding, it's like her dad showed up. Kwame's mom and dad did not show up. And I'm not comparing the two. I'm just saying, like, no matter what her dad did when he showed up, the man came. I mean, he did, but we bad energy. Like, I just didn't appreciate the way that, you know, when they first met, that he was just talking about it and saying, like, you know this, you can't do that. I'm like, sir, you're sitting beside your second wife. Like, it's not like you have all the answers and she's barely speaking and you're sucking up all the energy. I thought it was funny when Zach said talking about the justice system. <laughs> so, I, and I was like really listening to what Zach was saying because, you know, politically I'm like, oh, this is so interesting. And then her dad is just like, well, I don't have an opinion on that. I was like, oh gosh. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I thought of you when he started saying that. I was like, this is something Aid would do. Like, Aid just has spewing facts and things. <laughs> it's like, uh, his dad was like, yeah, I don't care. But I think it's just the delivery in the way that he says it. And then he brought up her sister. I already went through this. I fired him as an employee. And then they ran away together. I'm like, sir, thou shalt not project. This is another daughter. <laughs> Whole new situation. And then even when they got to the wedding, like, he was still saying, remember, you're the prize. Remember, you should never be second best. She's walking down the aisle. What's going to happen at this point? And I, don't I think know he was noticed. subliminally trying to talk her into saying no when she got there. But exactly. she's so used to him that she's like, I, I already know what I'm going to do here. So thanks for the input, Dad. <laughs> That's and a I, girl you know, who knows her boundaries. <laughs> another thing I found interesting about her dad is that her parents are divorced. Th figuring out ethnicities here is like more than I guess I can do. I'm like, is her mom Hispanic? Is her mom black? I don't know. Um. And then her dad was married to her mom, who I think he's Persian. Yes. And it appears that with his, I always, I've seen this a few times with Nigerians. The first wife is not from the same uh, ethnic background. And then the second mm -hmm. wife is. And I'm always like, huh, mm -hmm. about that. Hmm. Yeah. I still don't know where her mom is from. Her mom comes with a lot of feelings. She cried a lot. <laughs> Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you make can be in your hands today with Earn In. Earn In is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Just download the Earn In app and verify your paycheck. Then access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. Summer is coming, and it is time for all of us to go on vacation. You can use the money you earn from Earn In 
to buy a new bathing suit or some new clothes for your fun summer vacation. Download Earn In today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earn In app, type in AltoCall on the podcast. When you sign up, it'll really help the show. That's AltoCall on the podcast. Subject to your available earnings, location, daily max, and pay period max. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Ladies, you know that vicious week before your period where you feel like you want to crawl out of your skin, you feel a little bit down or off, and those cravings when you feel like you can eat anything in sight? Well, there's a solution for that. Now it's easier to manage your PMS with estrogen control. You have to try Hormone Harmony. Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality. And it shows. For a limited time, you can get 15% off on your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code ALTERCALLMAFS at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code A-L-T-A-R-C-A-L-L-M-A-F-S for 15% off today. If you're like me and looking to cut back on alcohol this year, Recess Zero Proof Craft Mocktails are the perfect alcohol replacement. They've recreated the cocktails you know and love, like their ginger lime mule and grapefruit paloma, which happen to be my favorites. You can enjoy the flavors and feelings of those cocktails without the booze. Zero proof, zero compromise. Listeners can get 15% of the recess mocktail sampler at takearecess.com slash autocall MAFS. You guys know I don't drink very much. So recess is a great substitute while everybody else imbibes. It's a lightly sparkling mocktail infused with functional ingredients like uplifting guayusa and stress balancing adaptogens. Whether you're relaxing after work or hanging out with friends, make recess mocktails your drink between drinks or your forever mocktail. Get 15% off recess mocktails now at takearecess.com slash altercallMAFS so you can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences. I mean, she loves her baby. I mean, they all do, but she cried the whole way through. And she's like, that's why I named you Bliss. But did you notice that her parents did not speak to each other? They did not address each other one time as they stood at the altar to walk her down. <laughs> Bliss knows that her parents hate each other and she still made them walk her down the aisle. But the whole time, they did not speak to each other once. And when they made it to the end, who gives this child away? He said, I do. She said, we do. It was just hilarious. See, this is the the details because I'm like, I was just proud of them. They're divorced. They can still show up and walk their daughter down the aisle together. I'm telling you, with divorced parents, it's so hit or miss. So hit or miss. Some of them won't make them work together. Yeah, but good on them for pulling together. Like they're not. We're not. We don't have to speak, but we are here for this child. What I want to know is, I want the story of that marriage because her dad sounds like a lot. <laughs> Um, not a fan of Zach's, um, <sighs> okay. gals. There was a lot of, I left you, I left you, I left you. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the other reason why I like Zach. If he was trying to shy away from it, maybe I have it, but he, he's very like, I know what I did. I will say it 500 times. I know what I did. I know it was wrong. You were the one. Yeah, not, 
time and place, always. The key to life is time and place, not your vows. For the rest of your life, when you watch the videos, when you play for your kids, I left you. Like, she knows. Do you think she doesn't know? <laughs> Where do you stand on Bliss's wedding dress? I said, I've written down, you guys. Bliss's dress is so ugly. My God. <laughs> oh, I still don't know where I said It's so divisive because it's like unique. But I, I don't, one minute I look at it and I'm like, you know, it's her. They're both nerdy people and, you know, it's unique. But on the other hand, I'm like, man, on somebody else, this would have been terrible, terrible. But it didn't, it wasn't terrible on her. But anyways. It did look terrible on her because she's pretty. She's beautiful. So most things are going to look good on her. The dress itself, though, is ugly. The sleeves, <laughs> the lace work. The, the like skin matching that they obviously did a pretty good job in skin matching but the dress was just ugly <laughs> well Zach says I do because I was like if Zach does all of this and still says doesn't say I do oh my god <laughs> there was a certain point in the wedding episode oh where I was god. like Zach has no choice Zach is saying I do no matter what the only question here is bliss Zach is not saying anything besides I do after all he's gone through to get here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she said I do, and I was so sad. And I'm like, damn, I really wish she said no, but they seemed happy. I, I just don't even see any chemistry. I started wondering. They never talked about consummating their relationship or anything, but I'm just like, I mean, if she likes it, I love it. They got there, I hope you dance thing. Um, I was obsessed with that song when I was in college and they used it as a montage for all of the couples and showed them dancing. It was really sweet. I'm not going to lie. Um, I saw people saying, thank you, Netflix for paying the rights for the rights for the song. And I was like, I don't think it sounds like Leanne Womack. And then it turns out that it was a cover. Apparently the master mix of the song got lost in a fire or something like that a couple of years ago. Ah. Oh, okay. I knew it was Leanne Womack. I, I mean, as much like you. That was the funny thing, though. The two of them acted like the song was like very special and very unique. I'm like, weren't we all listening <laughs> they to did. that song? I they we did. I'm like, everybody was playing. Even as it was playing, I'm like, I know all the words to this song to the point that I, you guys have remixed the song because I know that that doesn't go there. Like, they took different parts and like, you know, like, I don't know if they cut it for time or whatever, but I was just like, I really, like, I have not voluntarily listened to this song in many, 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 many years. <laughs> uh, so I feel like it's a common song. It's not that special. But it was sweet for them. I agree. It's the theme song of Carpe Diem. Seize the moment, live your life to the fullest. So, <laughs> But yeah, but it was a nice way to kind of round out the wedding episodes and all of the couples and show them in their weddings. Five seconds to Kwame and... Uh, Chelsea. But yeah. So that was it for the weddings. I think the weddings were cute. I don't know why they had it in the tent and why they did it outdoors in Seattle. There was a lot of rain. There was a lot of rain. Um, and now that we kind of know the time of year, I mean, but doesn't it rain year round basically? Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So. But well, that, that mountain was, was beautiful. That mountain was beautiful. Yeah. Um, We should quickly just touch on Marshall and Jacqueline. <laughs> and how they came not to be um I, like i said i don't know if these people don't have gag orders but jacqueline was making the rounds there was a lot of social media talk she was doing interviews on podcasts 
and everybody had already seen her and Josh. And I was like, they need to do a better job of uh, controlling these people. But anyways, Jackie handled this all wrong. I, I, I don't fault her for not wanting to be with him, but there's a way you can be a decent human being. She claims that she broke up with Marshall already before she went to the coffee house, but I, I don't know. But also, this is the first time I heard about the term cauliflower ear. I was just exclaiming like, oh my God, Josh's ears are weird. Like it's kind of in. And my friend is like, it's cauliflower ear, meaning that a lot of UFC fighters have that, meaning that Josh fights a lot. Like that means he's not scared of anything. <laughs> and I'm like, oh dear. I did not know that. So yeah. I did not notice his cauliflower ear. Um oh. you, you uh, should go back and check it out. Pass. Um <laughs> uh, but uh yeah, Jacqueline and Marshall were just very messy. Jacqueline is a bit of a mess in the whole show even if it was oh she I mean like you said she took to social media to let us all know before the reunion even a that she never cheated on Marshall she just broke up with him I mean this is a very short time period as we were told mm -hmm. so you broke up with him and then three days later you were seeing somebody else and then two days after that you were arguing with Marshall about the ring let's talk about the ring <laughs> oh dear god We'll talk about it again in the reunion. But yeah. did you think that she should have given him back the ring? Yes. Do you think she should have given back the ring, even if the show paid for the ring? Yes. Because if you don't want anything to do with him, why do you want that reminder? The only thing I can think of is that you want to sell it. And something about that just doesn't seem right. It just seems uncouth. I didn't have strong. I just wondered if the show paid for the ring. What does he want with it? Like that's the other thing. Once you propose to somebody with one ring, let me tell you right now, I do not want anybody's new old ring. You're gonna have to buy a new ring for whatever new person you are planning to marry. So, what use do you have for the ring? You can sell it. I always think people sell. I don't think people keep it for like mementos. It's always to sell. But why does he deserve to sell it? Opposed to her, like I don't. The show paid for the ring, so I don't see either one of them. If anything, one person should sell it and they should split the money in half. I don't think anybody's wrong. Let's just be clear. I'm just a Marshall side because he was done dirty. Because like you said, he didn't pay for it. If he paid for it, I think definitely he should get it back. I don't know. I guess that's where I stand in it. Just give back the ring. But since the show paid for it, his excuse is that he gave it with love to someone that he thought deserved it. And she he didn't think that she was deserving of that symbol of love that he gave her. And for me, I'm like, if this guy is so terrible, what do you want the ring for? She does want to sell it. Like, that's clearly what it is to make money. And something about Jacqueline is like, why were you on this show? You're clearly not ready for marriage. You said that. She told Josh, I can't promise you marriage. So what the hell did you come to Love is Blind for that ends in marriage? Overall, I just found Jacqueline to be hell of annoying and immature in every time she was on the screen. Like when he brought his family to meet her and she just decided to make it about herself before they were coming over. It just, she's not great. Not great. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I hope she's worked through. She says she's a different person. So good luck to her. Good luck to Josh. But yeah. 
not much to say. Oh, if you ever doubted that Tiffany and Brett were going to get married, how about Tiffany texting Brett like, hey, Jacqueline didn't show up. <laughs> and then Brett did Marshall a solid and was like, yeah, maybe don't shop for your tux. She, she's not there at the dress fitting. Dress Another fitting. reason why she's not great. You couldn't text this man to be like, I'm not doing this wedding thing. I'm not going to get a dress. Why did he have to hear that from Brett by yeah. way of Tiffany? Yeah. Yeah. So, so that was that. Au revoir, Jacqueline. All right. Now we skip over to the reunion and Aid, I'll give you the floor. Netflix, you low down dirty hoes. <laughs> <laughs> and here's why I think that they are particularly terrible. During the course of the too much time that I spent trying to get into watch this reunion live, which I was very excited to do, by the way, because I had actually, I, I knew I, I was going to get spoiled. So I had been spoiled on everything. And I watched the wedding episode right before this live stream was supposed to start so that I could have no spoilers. <laughs> At a certain point in the process, I realized that two different things were happening for two different groups of people. There were people like you who were looking at a screen that said coming soon or something like that. Yeah. Then there were people like me who couldn't even get in. And I think Netflix was trying to fix the problem of the people who couldn't get in before they started the reunion. But mm -hmm. part of me is like, you should have just given up because then I spent all this time trying to get in and eventually I gave up. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even realize. I just sat there. Because I logged in early. Um, you remember we had chatted about it and I thought it was going to be on their YouTube channel. Then I Googled it and I found out that it was actually going to be on the Netflix platform. But you can log in starting 7.50. So 7.50, I just logged in and just stood there and waited for it to happen. Then it says live event coming. Then it said it started changing to 15 minutes and I just never left. But I noticed another group of people, it would work on their phones but not on their TV. But I was on a TV and I was fine. What were you using? What device? So when the TV uh, app was not working, I was trying the phone. Mm. <laughs> and I tried both for a really, really, really long time. Then I realized that it had started for people who I guess were already in the room. And for those yeah. of us who couldn't get in, there's just nothing you can do. But it took like, I don't know what time that was when I gave up. Because I, I start okay, here's the worst part about this whole thing. When I couldn't get into it, I was like, well, let me finish beef. I'm like, how am I still watching Netflix after they screwed me over this way? So I left <laughs> beef like a couple times to try to get in and it just wasn't working. And I was like, oh, I'll just watch it tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. I just stayed and everyone switched to Succession. And I started watching Succession on my laptop and then I just saw Vanessa's face pop up and I'm like, we're live. And everyone's like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, uh, we're live. And they're like, it's not working. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, it is. Then I'm just keep going. And everyone's like, where are you watching it? I'm like, where else? Netflix. Like, what are you asking me? <laughs> That's when I realized that it wasn't live for everybody. And then some people just never were able to get in the entire night. <laughs> and I'm like, what a botch. I, I feel bad. First off, I'm like, so all those people that you guys laid off, maybe one of those were the ones who would have made this thing a success because you guys really failed. Um, also, like, 
did Netflix just underestimate how many people? Like, what is wrong with them? I, I, I feel sorry for whoever's getting fired today. <laughs> I think that's what it was. Because I'm just like, when I found that it was going to be on their platform, I'm like, this is not good. Because how did they test this? You have to test this, do some kind of testing. And everyone kept saying, well, it worked for the Chris Rock special. I was like, no one watched the Chris Rock special live. So it's not the same traffic like Love is Blind. I think you underestimate, you know, what Love is Blind is to the culture. So I don't think they had the capacity. Because even today, um, on a global level, some people in Nigeria still, it wasn't showing for them until much, much later. Because my cousin was texting me and she's like, how did you watch it? I'm like, "Uh, on Netflix, I watched it live. And she's like, it's still not showing for me. But now I think it's showing for everybody. I hope so. I will say I thought it was amazing because I watched it today and at the end in the credits, they were like, you know, in Portuguese and whatever. I'm like, they had time to dub this already? <laughs> I just wonder if it was edited because someone was showing something about the timestamp. I couldn't tell how long the um, show was going to be live. And I just wondered when they put the, put it as episode 13, was it going to be the full content or were they going to cut out some stuff? That I don't know. Uh, my favorite tweet of the debacle was AOC saying, someone call Lucia the seamstress to fix this. I believe in her. <laughs> but anyways, what were your overall thoughts on the reunion? This is why reunions need edits. Overall, it was a good reunion, but, you know, they need editors. <laughs> necessity. This is, I, I, I didn't think it was a good reunion. And every time I watch a reunion that is not hosted by Andy Cohen, that everyone wants to come for Andy, that he's not doing a good job. I'm like, this is why he's our Lord and Savior on Bravo. Like, he knows his shit. To me, and maybe I'm conditioned by Bravo, reunions are reckoning. Like, that's where you come to confess and pay for your sins. And we hash out everything. And maybe it doesn't help that this happened a year ago. I'm also not a fan of the, oh, it happened so long ago. We've moved on. Well, what is that? No. You've moved on. I haven't. I watched it last week. I'm still mad. <laughs> Be mad with me. <laughs> um, and when you're not neutral, when you're not able to call people out, I did not think it was the best. You're right. It needed editing. And it was just, I, I didn't think it was a good one. And I was just like, I think it was what I expected for a live show. Remember, I was like, I don't think this is a good idea for them to have it live. But I also think that even if it wasn't live, I don't think it would have been good. I don't think it would have been satisfying. Let me put it that way. I think you're looking for a reckoning, but it's almost to me like the first 10 minutes after we've established that everybody's still together, I'm like, but why am I still watching? I just came to the... And then establishing that it's been one year. Because I the, for the first, like, we were watching, I was like, how long has it been? Has it been three months? Has it been six months? And then Bliss is like, oh, it's been a year. I'm like, oh, it's been a when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. 
Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Yeah, you guys have been together. Yeah, but that's why I changed it to satisfying because yes, I say reckoning because it's just for the drama, but there's just a lot of things that were not addressed. Like, I don't think Brett and Tiffany got a lot of time. I don't think Brett and Marshall, their friendship was recognized. I don't think Micah was asked like, you know, how do you feel with your friendship? I don't know if she's still friends with Shelby. There was just a lot of things that were not asked and you just felt like gaping holes. Uh, it sounded to me like she's still friends with Shelby. I, but some holes were filled in. Okay. So I appreciated that some holes or some stories were like, oh, that's news. Okay. But I mean, I just follow, um, diving into the reunion, um, we start by us finding out that Jacqueline and Josh were not going to be here. And I'm like, it's downhill from here for me. <laughs> I just, there's no gag order in this girl. And then also she's allowed not to come to the reunion. I just don't think that's fair. Um, um, this is, I guess for me, I'm like, this is not housewives. We're in order to keep your job. You need to show up to the reunion. If you don't want to come, you don't want to come. But I don't like the idea that you don't get to come and then you get your own separate video interview. Either be here or don't be here. But Aid, if we say, if you don't want to be here, what if they all decide I don't want to be here? Then what happens? One person doesn't get to say, I don't want to be here. And then the others have to show up. If Irina and Micah had to show up, come down and face your wrath. You should, but I'm like, what are the penalties for not coming? Are they financial? Are they, you have to keep the incentives right. You're right. Netflix or Kinetic or whoever's in charge of getting people where they need to be. Their contract was not written properly. If Jacqueline and Josh are just like, oh, we're not coming. Yeah. But it was going to be a good day and we already knew Vanessa was a bad host, but I love that at the top of the hour, I do like the fact that at the top of the hour, they just asked, are you still together? Are you not? Are you whatever? And then Vanessa is like, I think because Zach and Bliss were wearing purple, she was like, oh, I think the magic, the color coordination gives it away that you're together and Bliss is like, or the rings. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yes, that, that, that would be it. But at this point, Aid. Love is Blind has a better success rate than Maps. It sure does. <laughs> and I'm not surprised by it at all. 
At the end of the day, Love is Blind makes these people talk to each other about the things that matter to start their relationship. And then they get to decide. And I think that makes a huge difference in their success rate. That is true. Um, yeah, that's true. Good for them. Um, um, oh, did you know Brett lived in Portland or am I the only one who missed it? Okay. I think that I should have known that Brett lived in Portland because he works for Nike. I get that, but I, I was going to say, you notice that Brett and Tiffany have the exact same issue that Kwame and Chelsea had, but they just chose not to show us. Which is why I'm like, yeah, but my friend said he mentioned it. She also mentioned the Nike thing, but I'm like, yeah, but what if someone didn't know the whole Nikes and um, Oregon and all that kind of stuff? But I still don't know if they actually, if he actually mentioned it, but like to your point, this is what made me feel like, what else don't we know? This editing on Love is Blind is excessive. Because they're telling him one story with Micah and Chelsea. And it was not even a plot point for Brett and Tiffany. Because I'm sure it had to come up. Like, oh, I have to move. Even if it's her saying, eh, I don't mind. I'll just move. But it wasn't even a thing. Yeah. Am I the only person who is not that, like, I feel like the Tiffany falling asleep joke, like, was funny the first couple times and is no longer that funny. It's been killed. It's dead. Girl, it was not funny. I thought it was a glitch because they said when she said, let's go to the bridal suite and get it on. And then they showed her sleeping. And then Tiffany's like, oh, what's happening? What's going on? And I'm like, is this another glitch? I couldn't tell. And then if it was a joke, it fell flat. <laughs> <laughs> Feel very flat. So, yeah. Um, we move on to Kwame apologizing for the conversations with Micah and the things that he did and, you know, apologizing to Chelsea and her family is the right thing to do. And it still feels false. So maybe you can be objective. What did you think about it? I mean, the family apology was just a bit much for me. Micah didn't seem like she was buying it, though. Micah just had game face on and just wasn't saying much. Yeah, I mean, because if you're not coupled here, you're like not that important. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I did like that. Oh, go ahead. I just feel like Chelsea and the boxers. I'm like, every time this girl opens her mouth, she sounds even more crazy to me. <laughs> oh, my God. Can we say that? <laughs> that said it. <laughs> <laughs> when you oh, say man. I was pre-shopping for Calvin's and then I sent them to him in the pods this is what I mean by like slotting someone into your uh, fantasy yeah like if you guys had connected about something that you learned about him when you met him that would make more sense to me than your preconceived things that you're just pushing him into I don't mm -hmm. know sorry it could have been anybody else they would have had that photo shoot <laughs> Those comments could have been worn by anybody. <laughs> I mean, her mama bought them. I think she mentioned. Um, Nick asking and probing about the whole Micah thing, I did appreciate. Because he just flat out said, after you got engaged, you didn't have feelings for her anymore. And then he went on this cockamamie story, this long-winded word salad about they both knew they were going to break up. They weren't having fun in their dates anymore. And 
they didn't like each other. They knew it was the end. Like he just liked Chelsea and it was the end. And I'm like, are we crazy? Did he not ask her for having doubts? Did we not see him say, I still care for Micah? Did we not see him weep when she broke up with him? What do you mean <laughs> that you both knew it was ending? I kind of believe him. Oy. I just, you just mentioned that the show is hardcore on the editing. And I think this is a good example. They wanted it to look like he was brokenhearted by Micah breaking up with him. That was the story they wanted to tell. So that's the story we saw. I'm starting to doubt that story in its entirety. <sighs> so how do we explain Mexico? I, I and mean, all the things I, he said. I, I agree with those. He I, said as soon as he proposed, I, he was done. I still think he was mad that Micah got around to breaking up with him before he could break up with her. I think that's what that was. I mean, I guess, but he still asked her if she was having doubts. And even Micah asked him, why would you ask me that kind of question? Are you having doubts? So anyways, I wasn't, I wasn't believing him, but I'm not equipped to speak on Kwame. Um, Micah, again, I think that she disagreed because when they asked her, she's like, you know what? Anything I say right now, it really doesn't matter. They're happy, they're together, and that's it. <laughs> so I, I don't think that helped his case. The funniest thing to me was the Chelsea Micah meetup. I mm. first off, if you've watched a lot of soap operas, which I have in my life, General Hospital, yay. Um, I don't watch it anymore. But like their meetup was so reminiscent to me of when people on soap operas are faking that they're meeting somewhere outside, but they're actually inside. <laughs> like, the like the green. yes the whole thing looked like a studio if it wasn't for the mailbox i really would actually believe that they met inside a studio it was so weird i don't know why they didn't i mean i have my answer the editing but they should have shown that in the main show if they had a conversation i don't know but also kwame saying he needed closure and acceptance I don't know. I don't believe in their love story, no matter how much Vanessa Lachey wants to tell us that we should. But again, if they're happy, that's all that matters. But they asked Chelsea how she feels. And she said something that was so confusing. She goes, I don't care. Every conversation that he had with Micah after Mexico was pushing a narrative that wasn't ours. I, I don't know what that means. Uh, I think she's blaming the editing. <laughs> okay. There was a lot of that this season. A lot of that. But their answers seemed rehearsed. I don't know. But the good news is Chelsea has met his mom during Thanksgiving. And she's been embraced. And his sister is real. And not hired. I just thought it was weird for Vanessa to keep saying that. It was just like she went through the timeline on Twitter. But it was, I mean, look. I heard about it on Twitter. And I was like, surely not. But for a few minutes there, I was like, really? The show is that fake? And then it had to be confirmed that it's not actually that fake. So, I mean, yeah, everything Vanessa did was too much. She could have taken it back two notches. <laughs> but I'm glad she was like, I have seen this, so we kind of need to clear this up. Okay. Um. Okay, let's talk about how they were like, oh, yeah, you met his mom. Because you came to Thanksgiving. A large group gathering, like... Y'all didn't go have a private lunch. You weren't even given an individual introduction to his mom. Maybe I'm just making a mountain out of a molehill, but this is sus. 
very, very sus. Like, how can you, that be the first time? Like, even if you came into town, like, Hey, do we come into town the day before? And then we go out for dinner and you meet her one-on-one before you go to a group. Mm. Oh, well. I like, I just, I just have run into, you know, in the course of my lifetime, I, I, you know, I'm Nigerian, they're Ghanaian, but I could just see Kwame being like, hey, mom, come meet Chelsea. And she's like, it's fine if you bring her to Thanksgiving. <laughs> like, they know how to dismiss a person. Yeah. And I feel like this is actually pretty dismissive. Yeah. And then he'll tell her, like, trust me, babe, this is a win. Like, she could easily <laughs> say you shouldn't be here. Like, this is a win. She's accepted you. <laughs> so. Did you I notice know, that Thanksgiving wasn't even at his mom's house? It was at his sister's house? It was his sister's house. Yep. And then the sister probably was like, it's my house. You have so to, she you have to accept it. Yeah. If you don't like it, don't come. I mean, she came. So good luck to them. We're, we're going to get a after the altar, hopefully. And this time it's going to be after the reunion. So looking forward to that. Are you sure about that? Wait, wait, what? Why do you say that? I said, where is your proof that they're going to do this properly this time? They might have already oh. shot after the altar before the reunion. Oh, God, that's true. I hope they learned their lesson. Oy. <laughs> oh, well. Well, moving on to Zach and Bliss. <laughs> they play the I Hope You Dance montage again, and Bliss actually tears up. And then Zach is explaining the song again. And I mean, I know it's cute, but I'm kind of over it. Like, we get it, man. <laughs> I mean, I need an editor. I don't mind that Zach wanted to talk about the bounds or whatever, but like, uh, if you, if this was a, a real reunion, he would have edited that one out. <laughs> um, they explain, they ask about his dad, um, her dad, and apparently they're best friends now, and they talk all the time. And her dad is paying for their honeymoon, and they're going to Panama, um, for their honeymoon. So good on them. A question that was not answered for me is, I want to know what the end of the story is with Bliss's sister who ran off with the employee. <laughs> They're still together, right? I, I want to know. I in would Arizona? like to know. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll find out in after the altar or not. There's a lot of story to be mined from Bliss's dad. Like, there's a reality show there. <laughs> there's a sister who ran off. There's an employee who was fired. There's an ex-wife he doesn't talk to. There's a new wife who barely talks. But there's two children who have names that start with the letter Z. Like, there's a story, guys. <laughs> um, this is the beginning of what is going to be the bane of a lot of us's existence on this reunion it's Vanessa doing the womb watching, which is not cute, and asking Bliss, like, she's just looking forward to love is blind baby, she wants babies, and asking them if they're going to be the ones to give them the babies, and I'm like, mm, that's not okay. It's not okay, and I saw you say womb watching on Twitter, and I was like, that is that is a phrase. Um, yeah. um, it was, And then, because I was prepped for it, because I'd seen it on your Twitter, I yeah. was like, uh, wow, Vanessa really is doing a lot of it. Now, I have I believe I said on our last episode that I look forward to a love is blind baby. I would never say that to anybody's face. <laughs> Continuous. And Vanessa, continuously doing it to these people was real annoying and very pointless. Okay, they're not going to produce a baby for you by the end of this episode, Vanessa. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, you got one on the ultimatum. Go get it. They're having a second one also. So let that be enough. See, and then they... <laughs> 
Oh, <laughs> yeah, they're pregnant. I can't remember their names, but that couple that we thought would never last, they're having their second kid right Something now. The anyway, sorry. Good to Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the beauty of every show except Mass. Their marriages last. The 90-day fiancés, the ultimatum people, and you're just like, really? I did not see that coming. Um, but anyway, they segue to the Mean Girl montage, and I'm like, yes, this is why we're here. They play Micah. They play Irina. Irina has joined the stage, and the audience is booing, and I was ready for it, but it kind of fell flat because Irina said same words that seems like she's practiced them the past week. The audience isn't buying it, and they <laughs> laugh. <laughs> and what did you think of the whole thing? <laughs> you know, Irina started talking, and she kept on talking. And then I remember something that Ray Sani always says. She says, a grifter always talks too much. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and the first time I heard her say this, it was about Dorit. Um, <laughs> but I was like, Irina, you're doing a lot of talking. A yeah. lot of talking on this show that is live. <laughs> I do have someone who I follow who thinks that an unpopular opinion is that she didn't think Micah and Irina was being mean. That it's just a case of like seeing someone crying over someone you've known for three days. And it's like, why are you crying? Like they just, it just wasn't that serious to them that it was just like seeing all these girls like losing their shit. And it's like, okay, calm down. Two days ago, you didn't know this person. Now you're just like, my life is over. Which in itself is kind of mean, but I get what they're saying, but I don't buy it. I think th- to their core, I think they were mean because it wasn't just about the laughing. There were other things that Irina did. She did mention that she's privately apologized to them and she's apologized to Bliss and she was saying things like Zach was the best guy on the show, but they weren't for each other. The whole time, Bliss was just unmoved. Face frozen, like she got Botox, did not care, just checked out. And then Nick is just like, do you believe the words that are coming out her mouth? I'm like, did he just say that? Like, <laughs> these guys don't know how to host. Like, you say, do you believe her? Not, do you believe the words coming out of her mouth? That's so condescending. I, I, the thing is, I mean, if there was a script, Nick, there's no way he could stick to it. Because I think that's how I'd say it, too. There was a lot of words. There was a lot of nonsense. There was a lot of excuses and rationalizations and justifications. And there was even a backhanded compliment. <laughs> She basically said all the things that I was annoyed by him. I was watching and I could see that you really liked that about him. And I was like, trifling. (laughs) I just think there's power in being a neutral host so that people are not on the defensive. So Zach says, well, he's, he, there's a long pause. When there's a long pause, then you know the answer. He says, we only see 10% and off camera that she, there was a lot that she did off camera. And quite frankly, he's just going to say it, that she came on the show to be famous. And then the audience is like, ooh. (laughs) I love live audiences. I miss live audiences on Big Brother, but that's the best part. When people come out and I want you to know we hate you and people start booing. But he says he forgives her like Bliss said. And Bliss said that we've talked about it. Then he goes into this long speech about it's punishment enough that we saw all these people at their worst. We've all made mistakes. And the only thing that's facts or to take is the receipts that he posted. And then I went to his story to go find the receipts. And 80 was like six slides of something that I don't 
I didn't you know didn't what it, it was. <laughs> I I couldn't go. I, it was notes. He typed it on his notes app, and I did you? I I, I haven't seen it. Oh, <laughs> I, I don't even remember what it was about. He was talking about the last day. It, it had something to do. It was kind of sentimental. So talking about the last day that he met his mom and dealing with like either mental health or her addiction or something like that. So, but I didn't get what that had to do with Irina. So I'm not sure, but I mean, Vanessa called her out and was just like, you went through bullying for your acne, but do you realize that you're doing the same? And she's like, she's working through it. And then bliss was like, listen, the only thing that I'm trying to say is like, just be honest. And just apologize and stop making excuses because even beyond this, you say that you never said anything, you never did anything or you apologized, but you went out of your way and you texted uh, Bliss. We, I don't think we knew that. Oh, no. And told her that you dodged a bullet. And I'm like, okay, you're mean. You're like now nice what is person. your, yeah. What is your point? This is after you go after your best friend's man, by the way. So yeah, and a lot of the times when she was responding, she kept saying, I wanted to bring this up, but I'm glad you asked this question so I can address it. Why didn't you bring it up yourself if you really wanted to? So, I don't know. They didn't ask Micah. Micah got away so easy. She did not answer any questions. She did not say anything, and I was not happy about that. But then next up was Micah and Bliss. And this one, Micah was like, honestly, I for, the pressure was off and I forgot that I was going to have to like answer questions today because everybody else was taking it all off me until Wait, this very moment. You said Micah and Bliss? I'm sorry. Oh, so it moved on to Micah and Paul. Yeah. And then Micah said, oh, I had like, I wasn't prepared for questions there for a second because I thought the pressure has been off me so far. <laughs> I cannot believe they brought up the whole tapping of the bridesmaid while he walked out and they played it three times it was a waste of our time editing editing <laughs> like yeah they really tried to make something and it's not gonna work because no one on twitter um, <laughs> even talked about it oh they did well they didn't talk about it in a way that made it seem like paul actually did something so you mean like be before or when they played it I think when they, I guess the idea is, is anybody on Twitter today talking about Paul and the ha the ass? I saw it when, okay. and before the thing, like a lot of times everyone was like, hmm, suspect. They seemed like they knew each other and they liked each other, but I can't, like, I get it. Like you want to get the social media, but you have to be able to separate like the dregs and the actual things that maybe we should talk about. Like, this is not one of them in the grand scheme of all the people that were sitting on there. Like, yeah. Um, they ask Micah pointedly. Would you have said yes if you went first? She took so long to answer. I'm like, girl, it's a live show. Like, get get yourself together and it's a yes or no question. So, sorry, you can take this one. <laughs> um, so she goes on her winding, winding thing. And, you know, Tane, I actually believe her. Because her mm. thing was like, I was going to say yes. But then... He's, I knew I wasn't sure about his commitment, so I was like, let me let him go first, and then he said no. I, I mean, I don't think Micah is the greatest human, but I actually do believe her on that one. Sorry, I don't. <laughs> I'm not going to belabor the point, but it's just like, they did ask her again, why would you have said yes if you went first? And she still never answered that question. 
Like, it's a simple question, not dependent on his answer. Would you have said yes, independently of everything? Did you love him enough? Blah, blah, blah. And she didn't answer that question. So, uh, I don't know. Um, then there was the whole Paul and he can't see her as a mother. I, I feel like Vanessa took some sort of personal offense to this. Yep. <laughs> I want to point out that I just remembered that I read an article on Vanessa. She's estranged from her mother or she has a difficult relationship or her mother was not in her life. I'm not saying this is what it is. I just randomly just remembered and maybe that is something that strikes a chord um, with her. And maybe growing up, people have told her like, oh, your mom was in your life. You might not know anything. But like Aid said, she really, really took this very personally. Because for me, I thought that Paul answered the question. They asked him a question. He laid it out. You don't necessarily have to agree with him. But she kept asking over and over like, what else do you want him to say? I mean, I felt like he didn't have to say it quite the way that he did. He tried to kind of backtrack, but he didn't backtrack well enough. Being like, well, I couldn't see myself, and that's why I couldn't see her. But it, what's it, so, you know, this whole rifter talking a lot, he did a little bit of that. I understood what he was saying perfectly well. I just didn't know why nobody else understood what he was saying. He was just saying like, I mean, the only thing that I thought was a valid question uh, when Micah was like, why didn't you ever bring this up to me? I've never heard of this. You never said anything, but it's a good point. He said, I wanted this to be organic. Like there's certain things people can't change about who they are. So for you to bring that up is unfair. Like saying, oh, I want you to do this. Then you're going to start acting. He said that perfectly clearly. Like then you're going to start doing it because I said so, but it's not really you. And eventually it's going to be resentful. So what is the point? Like you cannot criticize certain things about a person that they can't change. And it's who they are because you can't handle it. It's not fair. So how do you tell someone, hey, can you be more nurturing? I, I, and he took accountability that he said something like, and he also said, I did not inspire it. I'm not saying she doesn't have it. I didn't see it, but also I might not have inspired it in her. That was very clear to me. It's plain and simple English. <laughs> I, don't know. I think the part that was very unclear is how, how I guess, how can you say someone's not nurturing? It's like, did they not nurture you? Did they not nurture the people around you? And then I also think it's very gendered. Like, I don't know. Oh, you're not really woman enough to have kids because you're not nurturing. I, I I could sort of see why he got probed quite a bit on that on that point. What he really should have said is, I couldn't see myself having kids with her. And that What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate. What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply everybody would have left him alone about but saying that there's something in you that i could eh, then people is gonna start asking you questions that's fair that's fair but would you say someone saying nurturing and maybe if somebody if a woman or someone said or i don't feel safe with you would you say that's equivalent um Kind of in the sense that if someone said, I don't feel safe with you, I'm going to need some examples of why you feel that way. Okay. You've got to explain the why of it. Sometimes you can't explain it and you just know something is missing. Which is true. And so, he could have said that too. But he kept on saying, I didn't see it. I don't know. He said it. I didn't inspire it in you. So <laughs> it's like uh, Zeneb. He didn't, Cole didn't make her feel safe and he didn't make her feel secure. She had her own insecurity, but he didn't make her feel secure about the whole weight thing or whatever, but he never took responsibility that he didn't create that environment. So anyways, yeah, she took it personally and it's something that's an insecurity of hers. And she did share that they had talked about her wanting to be a mom. And so she just took that as an attack on that. Is this the part where Zach said, I didn't, I heard that you were not talking that much about actually getting married? Yes. He whispered to her as they moved on and Vanessa was like, sorry, I'm not trying to call you guys out, but I saw you whispering and this is a reunion. What are you talking about? And then Zach is like, oh, I'm just trying to, then he's like, I'm pissed off. (laughs) It's just like... You're trying to make him out to be a bad guy, but from what I heard, you were not trying to even get married. I appreciated that, by the way. I appreciated it, but his explanation was, uh, I thought it was hilarious when they like did a poll and he got that information from Arena. I was shocked by that. Shocked. Do we believe the other ladies? I feel like if I said something, I wouldn't admit to it on a live show. Hell no. Uh and but his also his thing wasn't she just apparently he didn't hear her talk he heard from the grapevine that she was not talking a lot about marrying Paul. I thought that wasn't really enough to go on. Didn't he give an example of when he gave her a ride and she said something and that the way she talked about him was not she, the way you would talk about someone that you wanted to marry? Okay, I'll give him that. <laughs> I think I he just, was still holding back I really do think he was holding back Because if Bliss was one of them She didn't say anything She didn't answer If you notice He's not going to rat her out Yeah He's not going to rat her out But I do think that he had good information And I have no facts I know nothing But till the day I die That girl did not want to marry him She knew something was missing <laughs> She knew something was missing She just did not have the balls to say no That's all Okay <laughs> But then they threw us a curveball they tried to date after the wedding. <laughs> and I'm like, everything we just said, throw it out the window. <laughs> but you know what? I found that crazy because Nick and Vanessa acted really surprised. And this is what you get for doing a live reunion or maybe whatever this would have happened if they hadn't done it live. He had already said that earlier in the episode. 
Ah. I was like, that was already mentioned because he said something about the time after the wedding. So it, I wasn't surprised that they had dated after the wedding. And I was like, why are Nick and Vanessa surprised? Were they not listening? Yeah. He did mention though, when I, because I said a question, I was like, well, you said you couldn't see her as a mom. So what were you trying to date or whatever? But then I think earlier on, he did say something about, I'm not saying like he would never come out. I'm just saying like in the eight weeks that we were together. Wait, is it eight weeks or am I thinking of maths? <laughs> in the I whatever think, time. <laughs> I think they have even less than that. I think it's six weeks total from beginning to end. Oh, okay. In whatever time that we had, I just hadn't seen it. And I don't think that we had enough to get married. So I don't know. I think it's divisive. A lot of people think Paul was a dick. I think I can see that. But ultimately, I think if Micah is being honest, I do think I can see her being offended by, you know, your mother, your hypothetical future motherhood being attacked but i do think she was playing victim in some way but she also never stood up for him like vanessa didn't ask like the scene at the bar do you think you should have stood up for him do you think that you know you could have worked on certain things i don't know what she does half the time in arizona i want answers (laughs) (laughs) so i don't okay first off the casting people from both portland and seattle Okay, it worked out with two of the couples, so I guess I can't, like, fault them too much for it. But as you said in our first episode, the whole point of being in one city is that's not a hurdle that these couples should need to overcome. hmm Yeah. But, but then we have somebody who's in Arizona. Where the hell does she live? But also, please just tell us why. <laughs> I guess summer ends up, but, I mean... Anyways. You're young to be a snowbird. Yes! <laughs> so, anyways... And then Vanessa tried to say, like, your mom looks like her. And I'm like, what's that got to do with anything? (sighs) She was so bad. Anyways, we move on to Marshall, Jackie, and Josh. (laughs) Did you notice she had the Kabbalah string on? The red string? No, I didn't. Yeah, she had the red string on. And I was like, hmm, what does that mean? This Zoom thing was real terrible. We've got Vanessa sitting on a couch. On a Zoom call with these two jokers. Um, Vanessa asked the important questions. Jackie was like, I have things that I want to clear up. So she clears up that she didn't go on a date until after she had broken up. Um, What else? Oh, the ring. He wanted the ring back so he could propose to somebody else. Josh tries to say something about how he tries to defend himself. But all I could think of when he was talking, acting like he did nothing wrong, is he came to a party talking about I Mr. Still Your Girl. What was he saying? I think he said he was shredding for a competition and you don't drink on an empty stomach and you said, and I'm like, <laughs> okay. But he also was trying to say like he had no ill intentions. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't care how drunk you are. You came and said I Mr. Still Your Girl. Drunk yeah. or sober, you meant to go cause trouble. And you told another man's fiance, I want you. <laughs> what do you think that would do to a relationship? <laughs> I mean, on one hand, I'm like, it's been a year and y'all are happy together. Everything mm-hmm. works out for good in the end. But I also think you're both terrible people who deserve each other. Yeah, this whole conversation was not sitting well with my spirit because Vanessa was chop-chopping it up like... Oh, you two old friends I haven't seen in a while. Like, light her ass on fire. Like, what is this? Like, I'm like, first of all, they did not tell us why they're there, why they weren't there. 
lied to us and tell us they have COVID. I don't know, but they didn't even just said they're in Zoom. And then Vanessa just saying, why do you think he wanted the ring back? (laughs) Why don't you ask her, why did you want the ring back if you didn't want anything to do with him? And then she's like, girl, you know why it didn't work out? Because you were meant to be with this guy. And I'm like, did we watch the same show? (laughs) 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 What is happening? But then she drops the bomb, right? That he wanted the ring back to propose to another castmate. Yeah. And they broke up two weeks later, except they didn't even do us the favor of a picture flashing on the screen. Because I have no, no idea. idea. No idea. <laughs> who was it? Keisha? Keisha? I don't I don't know who that is. I have no idea who that is, but um yeah. So then Marshall gets a chance to rebut things. I think he at some point made the point that like this whole process is not, he didn't really want to say anything because he's like, I just watch this on video. I'm, I haven't quite processed this. I don't know what to respond to, but Vanessa was ready. Um, did you feel she was a little antagonistic towards Marshall? Um, hell yeah. That's <laughs> just like, were you watching the same show? Like she was on his ass. Like all the fire she should have given to Jacqueline she gave to Marshall. Through a long, torturous conversation, because Jacqueline had said something about he had said something inappropriate. And the whole time, Marshall was trying to talk in circles. Reason number 557, why they need an editor for reunions. He finally gets around to saying that he basically said that she looked like a man, but he did not say any derogatory terms, I'm assuming, for transgendered people. But he did imply that because she kept on making jokes about his masculinity, I assume is what I was supposed to glean from that. It, it just took a long time to drag it out of him. But Vanessa did eventually get it out of him. She did, but I think, like, the same way she was getting on him, she did not get on Jacqueline because we've seen the text. We're already addressing all the social media thing. Jacqueline is the one making the rounds. You kept calling him sweet. You kept calling him gay. It is not... It's a dangerous thing to say a man who has emotions and to automatically categorize him as gay. And you did not do anything of the sort with her or hold her accountable for doing that. See, I didn't know that she was running all over social media calling him sweet, quote marks. Yes. And saying that's why she didn't want to be with him. I think she even said it on the reunion. And she's like, I take accountability. So Marshall needs to take accountability. So what he said was like, they were joking around. She said they joked around too far. I, I totally understand why they were on the dangerous side of the road, but like straddling the fence of offensive. But if they were joking, both of them were wrong for her to say like, Oh, you're sweet. And then he's like, Oh, you have a hard jawline. You could be a man. And then she took offense, but you're also questioning his sexuality so i don't know at the end of the day this is a toxic twosome yes yes but also all this was happening and he still wanted to propose to her (laughs) he still wanted to have a wedding day with her and that was marshall's (laughs) next thing about marshall feels like he was robbed of some things yeah he was robbed of a, a wedding and getting the opportunity to say yes or say no and then he was robbed of her not coming to the the reunion to account for her actions or whatever. Yeah. I mean, I feel bad for the guy a little bit, but not for those two reasons. No, I think he was robbed of experiences. Like he gave up a lot to be on this show and then you didn't get to go through the full process. It was cut short. 
I think I what I hope he learns is I do think that Marshall believes in toxic enduring love. Like, oh, you're supposed to endure, you're supposed to suffer in the hard times. Sometimes it's not just hard times. It just means don't be together. And I think he believes he still stick it out regardless of what it is. So hopefully he learned from that. Hopefully. Can I go back to the the accusation that he wanted to propose to this girl? He clarified that they only went on one date. And I don't think that qualifies as dating. But who would he, how would he have proposed to this person after they broke up? They were already doing tux feeding. Like (laughs) they would have hustled and suddenly (laughs) just got a dress and made it happen. So I don't know if I believe Jacqueline on that part. And she just seemed like she's really spiteful. She's really what? Spiteful. Oh, I thought you said spiky. And I was like, what? Yeah, Jacqueline definitely is spiteful. I don't like her. I hope she and Josh are happy together. But I don't don't care for her dramatics that we had. I don't care for how she chose to do all this. Then not to show up at the reunion. And I don't really believe the whole, I am a different new person. I don't really think you are. (laughs) I, I, I... I like Marshall when he made that point, like, honestly, if you're really happy, can you stop going around and just saying all these things and posting all these things? Because if you're, you're, you're happy, you have the guy and it's been a year, like, let it go. Uh, I I think he kept it classy. He said, call the truce. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's just, I don't understand why after these many, many years of reality TV, people think that they can come to a reunion and try to put the genie back in the bottle. Once you've appeared on the show, and I'm not saying it's right, I'm just saying it's very predictable, the public goes crazy. The public takes sides. The public acts like they're in the relationship. Yes, they are crazy, but you sound crazy saying don't do that after (laughs) people have shown you who they are. Believe them. You're on season four of the show, not on season one, okay? Yeah, there's a blueprint. There is a blueprint. But, yeah, I don't I don't like Vanessa asking him, did you consider Jacqueline's feelings? I was like, consider, did you ask her that question? I don't know. Not a fan. Not a fan. But then they play a montage of the couples in their apartments, in their daily life, and... I don't know. Kwame and Chelsea's apartment is pretty sweet. Very nice. I'm like, how much is that rent? (laughs) (laughs) Double Uh, income, baby. (laughs) Yeah, this whole montage was pretty unnecessary. (laughs) Especially (laughs) since they couldn't even shell out for real cameras. Like, they shot these on their GoPros or their iPhones or whatever. And we got yet another thing of Tiffany sleeping. Don't care anymore. And Zach singing. We don't need that. (laughs) ever again but it was nice to see all the couples together hanging out and they were in the hut tub together in matching outfits matching pjs i thought that was cute um i thought it was interesting that all three couples like each other enough to hang out i didn't see strong friendships there (laughs) between Uh, the men or the women like oh that's true because zach and paul and brett and marshall are the ones that like each other that's interesting. Again, I can't wait for after the altar now. Just to see how that goes. I'm, I'm glad you I, have hope. I have zero hope that they did it right this time. <laughs> I keep wondering what the draw was for someone like Brett to be on a reality show. He just seems like it's not his thing, but you have to be a certain kind of person to go on a reality show. Well, 
Brett has showman in him. He does. The shoes, the fits. <laughs> he's, he's a man who likes a little bit of attention, I think. Yeah. Well, to wrap things up, um, Vanessa gives the floor once again to Kwame to explain himself again. I don't even think we didn't even explore Brett and Tiffany, their parents or anything like everything doesn't have to be drama. We always talk about a reality show having the perfect balance of drama and love. And we kind of have it in this season, but they leaned very heavily into the drama and not enough into the love. Like, it's just how often do we see you know, a black couple who are like so into each other, it's equivalent to each other. It's not one person giving more and it's great and it's happy. I just think they could have done a little more with that. Personally. I will give them that they decide who was the number one couple every season. And they decided that Brett and Tiffany were going to be the number one couple. And they're still pushing Brett and Tiffany as the number one couple. On their Instagram or their Twitter or whatever, the profile says Brett and Tiffany forever, as if there's not two other couples. <laughs> yes, there was. But if you go according to Vanessa, I think it would have been Kwame and Chelsea. She gave them a lot of airtime to clear a lot of things. And then Kwame went on and on about his name and that it was cut off, that he went with Kwame because he was proud of it, but that was cut off because he just didn't want to be prejudged. And I'm like... And then he was wearing an Africa neck necklace. I'm like, please. He tried to blame production. <laughs> well, they yeah. said that the race and the background thing shouldn't come up early. So I was just figuring out how to work with them. It doesn't ring true, okay. my friend. <laughs> okay. And then Vanessa said calling him Alex Kwame. So Which is not his name. That. Not his name at all. Because she said, um, what was your name again? You had such a long, beautiful name. I'm like, I'm white people. She's not even white. She's Asian. She's half. <laughs> like, whatever. I expect half of a quarter, actually. The, like, this is my number one annoying thing because this happens with my name, too. Guys, you know, I use like a nickname on here. My actual name is seven letters. Is it like not something people usually hear? But when people are like, your name is so long, I'm like, Tiffany is longer. <laughs> Elizabeth is longer. My name is not long. It's seven letters. <laughs> Just try. Just try it. Um. Anyways, but I think that's another pet peeve of this season. There was a lot of them and the editing and it's 10% and it's this. Okay, we get it, guys. But like Aid always reminds us, like, one, if you don't say things, they can't use it against you. So it's in there. And then two, it's like we are we're still going to make our choice anyway. It's not going to change anything. So just make peace with it. But insult to injury. I, I just want to correct it, myself. Sorry. Tiffany is not longer than seven letters. It's the same. Sorry. Keep on going. <laughs> <laughs> so insult to injury. They said that they have a question from a past contestant. And I'm thinking we're going to get Lauren and Cameron or somebody or whatever. It is fucking Bartice. Bartice <laughs> with his baby. They let him still pimp his baby on here and his question is yet another baby question like when are we having babies and it's like you could tell like brett and tiffany were uncomfortable with the question and i'm like why are we still pushing this th it, it was bad it was bad it was very annoying at the end of the day you have no idea what is going on with people's reproductive organs and you should not be asking these questions you have no idea what kind of background they have what kind of traumas they have stop asking 
And Bartise yep. and his baby yeah. is like a mystery. This man has been on two dating shows in the past year. Drops <laughs> a baby out from the clear blue sky. There's a lot of there's a lot more questions with that baby than there are answers. Cute baby though. <laughs> like I don't know. Vanessa has three kids. I don't know what you want this baby for. Like just go home and hold your baby tight and let other people do what they want to do in their relationship. Maybe they've changed their mind and they decide they don't want to have babies. You didn't even ask that. It's just, you know. But anyways, that was the end of uh, the whole reunion. Um, again, like I said in, up top, I it was kind of like a letdown. It wasn't satisfying for me. And I hope they never do it live again. But season four is done and dusted. Season five is coming in six months, I guarantee you. <laughs> we are going to have many, many more seasons of Love is Blind. <laughs> the way we are okay. acting. We'll be here. I mean, I hear that they're having a hard time casting DC. It's became a whole running joke, but we'll see. Maybe they'll open it up. There's like three Tri-Cities to pull from. So I don't, you know, doesn't have to be just DC. Not everybody works for the government. So. Oh, you know, what's funny. I assumed if they were casting DC, then of course they were doing Maryland and Virginia because even married at first sight DC, like how many of them actually lived in DC? None. None. <laughs> it was half Virginia, half Maryland, like Laurel, because I think uh, Micah and Nick, they were in Maryland, and then the rest were like in DC. I think Jessica and them were in, in Virginia. Sorry. So I think they have a large pool to pool from. No pun intended, but yeah, we'll see how that goes. I was we'll very intrigued by goes. the show that they chose to preview for us. The ultimatum. Yeah, I'd heard about it and I found it interesting that Joanna Garcia is going to be the host, not the Lachey's. But she's, well, um, you know, Vanessa films NCIS Hawaii. So I'm wondering if it was a schedule situation. Maybe. I but just, Nick's not working. So. I don't think Joanna Garcia, I don't know her well, but I'm just like, I don't really think this is your gig. Hey, why do they have a straight person hosting a show about gay relationships? You couldn't find a gay person to do this? Uh, B, I just, I wouldn't envision her doing something like this. Yeah, I mean, I think most actors are swaying that way. She's an actress. I think her most famous role will probably be Reba. I don't know if you watch that. I, oh, I watched Reba. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the check clears the same, on. I guess. Yeah, so a lot of these people are now turning to host. I mean, we have 98 Degrees Nick Lachey hosting for that so yeah so we'll see how it goes but you have a good point why did they have a straight person hosting this queer season but we'll see how it goes um it reminds me of i don't know if you've ever watched are you the one they also had a queer season um on the it used to be on mtv now it's on paramount plus and that was interesting it's a different viewage because like we hear like the dating is different there's the running joke that lesbians move fast. So it'll be interesting to see if some of the lesbians on the show who do not want to get married, that is the opposite of everything else. I'm not going to lie. I don't know if... When I saw the premise of the show, I was like, what do lesbians have to do with an ultimatum? <laughs> um, they have, like you said, there's a stereotype, and I think most lesbians would agree that it's mostly true, that they, they move quickly. They call it the U-Haul something something. I don't know if you ever watched the L word, but there's a TV show and the reality show. And boy, was it ever true. 
two weeks. <laughs> the, the other stereotype about lesbians is they always stay friends with their exes. Yeah. And it's like a small circle. Like, more than likely, your friend has slept with this friend and all that. But there's more than just lesbians um, in there. We're just, you know, going on that stereotype. So, just trying to point out that it'll be interesting to see how different it is. Yeah. It looked very similar to the first ultimatum. In <laughs> uh, quality and drama. So, we'll see. By the way, that chick is pregnant. The one from season one ultimatum that really wanted to get pregnant and had like a health condition. The one who got married early because her boyfriend was in the military. Uh, I know who you're talking about. Yes. She looks like Olivia me. Munn. <laughs> hmm. I know who you're... This is so bad that we can't remember the name of anybody on the ultimatum. The parents, the ones who got married and had two babies now, and <laughs> the one who had a baby. Like I can see their faces so clear in my mind, but I don't remember any of their names. Yeah, but yeah, good for her. She got her happy ending because she started dating a guy that was much older, but she is pregnant right now. I only remember Shanique and Randall. I was actually, my next question to you is, are they still together? Oh, I don't know. The girl's name we're thinking of is okay. April Marie. Um. All right, guys. So now we are on the watch waiting for After the Altar for season four of Love is Blind. I can't wait. Uh, you guys will definitely get an episode. Don't worry when it comes out. Okay, till the next bonus episode. Thank you for being our patrons. Bye. Bye. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.